For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 103 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look, gets some softcore crimes. I'm your boy, Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with a tale about a man who finds himself in some hot water. Literally. It's going to be fantastic. I've been getting some new listeners recently, so now seems like a good time to beg for more five-star reviews from you guys, wherever you listen to podcasts. They really help out the show, or so I've been told, but more importantly, they entertain me while I'm on the shitter. I'll read one I received from Three Little Birds recently, and they say, There's no blood and no guts, but I can't guarantee there won't be poop. The host, Leroy, puts a spin on true crime and leaves the heartbreaking and horrible behind in search of the ridiculous and comedic. I want to give him an extra star because the research for these hidden gems can't be easy. Boom. See? It's that easy. I appreciate that, three little birds. And please, guys, if you come across an interesting story, let me know. I'm always searching for weird stuff in the news, but I'm only one dude, and I can't see it all, so I'd appreciate the help. Let's get a joke in, then move on with the show, shall we? Okay, I like this one. So a vampire walks into a bar and orders a cup of hot water. The bartender asks... I thought you guys only drank blood. The vampire pulls out a used tampon and says, Yeah, but I'm making tea. All right, everybody, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends. I promise to keep you nice and dry. But just to be safe, we better roll up the windows.
episode number 103, Boiling Mad. I love a good prank. Who doesn't? Especially as a child. And there was no better feeling than pulling one on an adult. My buddy Dylan and I used to dupe his dad all the time. He was a good sport and always played along with it. I remember one time we did the classic bucket of water trick on him. We strategically placed it over Dylan's bedroom door and called his dad into the room. When he walked in, the bucket tipped over and splash! Got him. We soaked that fool and it was hilarious. His dad was a little upset at that one as it really caught him off guard. Messed up his hair and of course there was water all over the floor. But it was fine. A little splash of cold water never hurt no one. And once Dylan's pops dried off, five minutes later it was like nothing happened. It wasn't like we boiled the water first. That would have been crazy. Criminal even. And probably would have required a visit to the hospital. Our story today takes us to beautiful New Zealand. Specifically, we'll be in Wakatu. Wakatu is a rural community, very small, with a population of just 645 people, according to the 2018 census. Wakatu is in the Hawke's Bay region of New Zealand's North Island, on the east coast of it over there. HawksBayNZ.com says, Hawke's Bay is famous for full-bodied red wines and complex Chardonnays. You'll also find outstanding coffee, craft beers, and apple cider to wet your whistle. Mmm, tasty. A lot of agricultural land out there. They grow a lot of shit. And that kind of sets up where we're headed, which is Turner's and Grower's Packhouse, located at 22 Wakatu Road. This is where they do a lot of fruit and vegetable processing. They actually have some Google reviews for this joint, 16 of them, with an average rating of 4.4 out of 5 stars. Lavinia, two years ago, said, I've been here for work every day. Sweet and cool environment. Love it. Cheers. That's a happy employee right there. And John, just last year, said, Pick up my wife's phone in the afternoon. What the heck is he going on about? I guess maybe his wife left her phone there. And he was supposed to pick it up in the afternoon? Or, I don't know. It's not really how it works, though, John. You don't communicate with a business through a Google review. You're not going to get a very quick response. And I'm sure they have a phone number you can call. Or get your wife to call it. Oh, wait, never mind. She doesn't have her phone. (laughs) Uh, Lastly, we got Paul, who goes, Excellent staff. Looks like a very good place to work. And that may be true. But for one man, on the morning of July 25th, 2015, it certainly was not. So this was a Saturday morning. We're in the cafeteria, and it's break time. My favorite part of the workday, if you know what I'm saying. There are plenty of employees sitting around the tables. It's fairly crowded. They're chatting away. One observation I made here is this fruit processing plant, like I said, is in a very small town. And it seems like they hire a lot of uh, foreign workers. And you know how that is. They're hardworking, don't complain much. And I only say this because our two key players here, one of them is Bin Wu. He's a Chinese gentleman there on a work visa. And the other is, well, he's a giant turd. But his name is Qian Wei Shou. We'll call him Mr. Shou. And he's a 28-year-old man from Malaysia. 
also there on a work visa. Anyway, Mr. Show is standing there casually sipping his coffee. Calm, cool, and collected. Also cold and calculating, as we'll soon find out. So he sets down his coffee and strolls back over to the coffee station, I guess you would call it. You know, it's got all your fixins there. It's got the uh, spoons and the sugar and the, the piping hot water. He also grabs a bucket and fills it with basically this boiling hot water. The water you'd use for your cup of joe. He fills this bad boy up with what they said was about two liters. And now, stone-faced, he walks over to a table full of employees and dumps the bucket right over Bin's head. This is insane. Bin's wearing a hairnet. Don't know why I mentioned that, because surely it didn't protect him. But he stands up quickly, and he's screaming in agony. You can literally see the steam rising up from his head and shoulders. Mr. Show is screaming as well, but not for the same reasons. He's also steaming. Again, not for the same reasons as Bin. Mr. Show is steaming with anger. Bin, who is basically melting, runs toward the first aid room. Another employee grabs the bucket from Mr. Show's hands and smacks him upside the head with it, which I found pretty funny. He certainly deserved that. And Mr. Show is trying to explain something to the guy. I can't understand what he's saying. This is all on camera, but with no audio. It was then reported that Mr. Show sat down drinking his coffee after the incident as if nothing happened. Not even a morsel of remorse. Why would Mr. Show commit this heinous act towards a fellow employee? Certainly there was some bad blood between these two. Maybe Bin was a bully to the point that our boy Show couldn't handle it anymore. Or maybe Bin threatened our guy's life. Nope, nope, it was nothing like that. In fact, they barely knew each other and had only been working together for about a month. Let's get a quote from the victim, Bin Wu. Bin Wu quote, Our only relationship was where we said hi or good morning. I don't even know this guy. The day before, there had been a sliced sausage in the cafeteria. I had taken the last slice. I didn't think anyone had taken that seriously. Not me. None of the other workers. I really don't know what's happening in this guy's mind. End quote. Damn, must have been some good sausage. Mr. Show's version is slightly different. He said he was enraged because Bin took a half-eaten sausage off his girlfriend's plate. Ew. So this makes a little more sense now. Mr. Show's girlfriend, who also worked there, had that sausage snagged from her. When Bin said he took the last slice of sausage, he failed to mention he took it off Mr. Show's lover's plate. Kind of an important detail there, bud. Bit of a dick move. But definitely not one worthy of a steam bath. Just goes to show there are always two sides to the story, and you gotta listen to both sides, and the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. Mr. Show would plead guilty to a charge of wounding with intent to cause grievous bodily harm. That's some serious stuff. The judge in this case agreed that it was a mega overreaction. He called it a very petty incident indeed. Couldn't agree more. Let's get a quote from the judge here. Quote, Apparently, the day before, the defendant had become upset because the complainant had taken the remains of a hot dog on his girlfriend's plate and consumed it. This was something the defendant clearly planned. He waited until he could get the boiling water without being interfered with. End quote. Mr. Show's lawyer didn't try and sugarcoat it. He even said that his client's behavior was uncalled for, that he acted bizarrely and violently. But of course, he had to add that this was a one-time occurrence, and Mr. Show had no previous criminal record. 
That doesn't necessarily mean he's a good dude or has always been a law-abiding citizen, but it is something to take into consideration. They also said Mr. Sho had been under a lot of stress at the time. As for the damage to Bin Wu, well, it took a while, but he slowly recovered. After taking two months off work, he came back in late September, doing four-hour shifts, and he just weaned his way back to uh, a normal work schedule. Let's hear what he has to say about the ordeal. Bin quote, My employers, turners, and growers didn't rush me. They were very good to me. The recovery will take a long time. Right now, I still have nasty, very dark red scar tissue. According to my therapist, it may look okay in two years, but it will never recover to how it was. It still hurts sometimes, but I don't take painkillers anymore. End quote. Ouch. Poor guy. It is nice to hear that turners and growers had bins back. They said his safety and well-being were their biggest concern, and they gave him all the time off he needed to recover. So that's very cool. Maybe it is a nice place to work, as long as you can keep your hands on your own sausage. Even with all those mitigating circumstances, the stress of Mr. Show, the fact that it was his first offense, the fact that he was defending his girlfriend's wiener, Judge Jeff still hands him the longest sentence I believe we've had on the show, at least from my memory, which is foggy at best. Mr. Show is sentenced to five years and seven months in prison. Yikes. The cafeteria footage was just too much. It showed a man whose demeanor was ice cold. Fill a bucket with water that was boiling hot. And after he poured it on Ben, he was cool as a cucumber. Five and a half years. A tad harsh, but I respect the judge's decision. Hard to argue with it. And let's face it, with some good behavior, he'd probably only have to serve about half that time. Oh wait, what's that? We have an update? Okay. Well, apparently Mr. Show made all the right moves in prison. And when he was up for parole in February of 2018, he admitted that he may have overreacted. Yeah, you think? (laughs) Board panel convener Neville Trennell, quote, He accepted his reaction would be equally wrong in Malaysia. We are, however, satisfied that he is most unlikely to re-offend in either New Zealand or Malaysia. End quote. So they bought his bullshit. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I'm sure Mr. Sho regretted his actions and felt sorry. If not for Bin Wu, then at least for himself. April 3rd, 2018, our boy was granted parole. He served close to three years. Not bad. Oh, and he was deported back to Malaysia immediately. And cannot get a visa to come back to New Zealand ever again. Which is great news for Bin Wu, because I'm sure he didn't want to go for a round two with this quick-tempered twat. No word on if Mr. Show and Mrs. Show, or whatever her name is, stayed together. My guess is she dumped his ass faster than he dumped that boiling hot water down Ben's back. At least I hope so, for her sake. The Daily Mail comment section was buzzing after this one. Surprisingly, we had experts defending both sides. We got a few comments like, Don't go stealing hot dogs, man, and this won't happen. And... I bet he will think twice about stealing someone else's food. Fair enough. We never got any details on Ben taking the food off the woman's plate. If that is what happened, I'm picturing it more like she was finished with her food and he took some scraps off her plate. It is a weird situation because if Ben just blatantly stole food off her, why didn't Mr. Show confront the dude right then and there? With his words or even his fists. If that were the case, I might have been on his side. But he waited a whole day. Had a long time to cool off, 
instead decided to plan out an act that he had to know was going to cause severe pain. It's just inexcusable. We got another comment from Nick, and he said, Cowardly behavior. Instead of asking the man to step outside and sort it out, he sneaks up behind his victim. He could have a brilliant career in politics. Ooh, spicy. And lastly, we got, did I just say that? Who said, it's that horrible realization that some deranged work colleague could do this at any moment. Yeah, she's right there. And what an incredible weapon a bucket of boiling water would be. I might just start carrying a big metal thermos of hot coffee around with me for protection. If you ever need to defend yourself, you could splash the person with the hot beverage. Then you can also hit him with the thermos after. It's a double whammy. And we actually saw the effectiveness of hot coffee in the Tim Hortons episode, where that piping hot java stopped a robbery in progress. It's powerful stuff. Anyway, takeaways from this episode? Don't piss off your co-workers. Keep your hands on your own sausage. And always, and I mean always, control your temper. Because otherwise, there's a very good chance you're going to find yourself in some hot water. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 103, Boiling Mad. A story where both victim and perpetrator found themselves in hot water. Literally and figuratively. (laughs) Ah... I know I just repeated myself, and I don't know why I find that so hilarious. I need help. Anywho, you know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby! So let's get criminal, criminal. I wanna get criminal. We got another story from my pal Amber from Mississippi. She sent this one to me over a year ago, uh, last March. And it got lost in the mix, but thankfully I found it recently. So here goes. Hi, Leroy. Amber from Mississippi here. Got another story for you. No one went to jail, but maybe someone should have. Okay, I was working at a gas station that stayed open 24-7. Now that is nothing nowadays, but in the 90s, in my small, deep south town, it was unheard of. I was 19 and kind of lost, but trying to find my place in the world. So I applied at the gas station and got a job on the night shift. It was pretty boring, especially in a small town, but not on the weekends. We had many drunks, kids looking for fights. You know, things you do on the weekend. Like I said, small towns. Being the only gas station that is open at that time, you have your regulars. One guy who was a bouncer at a club one town over would come in every night for a microwave dinner and a drink. Elderlies that could not sleep and knew the coffee would be fresh and one of the three tables we had in front where there were windows would be available. I had one old lady tell me she was going to fuck me up if I didn't turn off the air conditioner because she was freezing. I laughed real hard that night. One of the elderlies was an old man that walked everywhere. He was a little off, I guess you could say. 
He had never been married, no kids, no family. He still lived in his childhood house that was conveniently four blocks away from the station. Never had a job, but he always had some money. He had no friends to speak of. If he was not in the gas station, he was in the grocery store across the street, basically begging someone to talk to him. The elderly off man came in early one Friday night. Mr. Off sits down and I notice a smell. I come out from around the counter where the register is and sniff the air. And I smell nothing. Mr. Off gets up and gets some coffee and walks past me again. And I smell it again. <laughs> now my southern upbringing tells me I have to be nice and respectful of this man. So I ask him how his day went. And he ignores me and continues to pour his coffee, then walks past me and sits down. Suddenly, Mr. Off perks up and says, My day was pretty entertaining. Sit, and I will tell you all about it. Having no one else to talk to, and again obeying my upbringing, I tell him, sure, but I can't sit down with you. It could get back to the boss, and I would be in big trouble. So I walk behind the counter again, and suddenly he just stands up and walks out. Huh? Oh, that was rude, I thought. Anyway, he is gone for about an hour and comes back with a plastic bag. He goes to the men's bathroom and is in there for about 30 minutes. Being concerned, I knock on the door and ask if everything was okay. He answers, yes, be out in a sec. He is in there for another 30 minutes and then comes out. I notice that he doesn't have his bag with him and I ask if he forgot it. He tells me no, he threw it away in the bathroom garbage and then he leaves the gas station again. Then that's when the smell hits me. I poke my head into the small bathroom and realize why this is. The walls were smeared from ceiling to floor with the darkest, thickest shit I have ever seen. All over the toilet, covering the sink, even the tiny garbage can. It was like a shit bomb had exploded and turned it into a tiny room of nightmares. Dookie-covered nightmares. I still see it when I close my eyes. I then promptly skip over to the ladies' washroom and eject my dinner into the toilet, wash my mouth out in the sink, and say to myself, who the hell is going to clean that shit up? And do I really want to keep this job that much? Then I see that our nightly customer has just pulled up for his gas station dinner. The bouncer walks to the cooler to make his selections. He comes up to the counter, and I tell him I have a proposition for him. I tell him his dinner is on me, along with a pack of cigarettes and a tank of gas if he interrupts me and tells me he will do anything because he's low on cash. I tell him, well, I don't want you to think I am trapping you, so do me a favor and go look in the men's restroom. Don't walk into it or anything, just stand at the door and look and tell me if he was willing to clean the bathroom for me. He takes a deep breath and looks suspiciously at me and turns to walk to the bathroom. He is back there for a couple minutes, then comes back to the register. He says, as much as he needs slash wants the free stuff, he's going to have to pass. I add, what about a carton of your cigarettes? He says, mother effer, under his breath, and holds out his hand and says, fine, deal. Everybody's got a price. He asked me for the cleaning products and gloves, and I even managed to find him a mask to wear. After about an hour, he comes out and says he is ready for his first inspection. I look in, and he did an amazing job. So good that I told him I am throwing in another carton of cigarettes. He tells me his mother was always a stickler about the bathroom, and no other room in his home may be clean, but the bathroom, you could eat your dinner in and feel safe. I tell him, but the poo, how could you scrape off all the poo? He says, well, 
I wasn't going to say this, but my special needs brother used to do this very thing when he was upset about something. It was his go-to move, and we sort of got a system down on how to clean it well. I tell him he is a lifesaver because I was willing to be fired or just set the place on fire. He said he was happy, well, not happy, but glad he could help. He asks if I know who did it. I tell him, I know, because it smelled the same as when this asshole crop dusted me earlier. The bouncer gathered his goodies, filled his tank with gas, and left. A couple hours later, my shift ends and I go home. I come back the next night, and sure enough, Mr. Off is sitting at his usual table talking to one of the other old birds. He immediately shuts up and tracks me from my car to the time clock to the register. I just tie my apron on and pretend he is not there. He goes and gets coffee, staring at me the whole time. I give him nothing. After being at work for an hour, I am stocking the shelves and I notice in my peripheral someone standing at the counter. I turn and walk up to it and see it is Mr. Off. He tells me the bathroom door is locked. I tell him, yes, sir. That is now store policy that you have to ask for the key. He asks why. I tell him, well, some nasty asshole shit in a bag then smeared it on the walls. He just mumbled something and went back to his seat. He never did ask for that key again. At least not while I was there. The bouncer found a wonderful job on the pipeline and became a bigwig over there. Mr. Off died a few years back, but come to find out, he did this at all the businesses that had public restrooms. So I guess I wasn't special, sadly. Sorry the story was so long. I am still enjoying your podcast and telling everyone that will let me talk about podcasts with them about yours. Keep up the wonderful work, and thanks for touching up my stories so that they make more sense. Amber from Mississippi. P.S. I will not feel bad if you don't use or have no use for my stories. It is just a lot of the stories you tell bring up a lot of my memories. LOL. Well, thank you, Amber, and I love your stories. Sorry I had this one on the shelf for so long. Hopefully you're still a listener. I appreciate you telling everyone about the podcast, too. That's a great way to help the show grow, for show. I wish more people were like you. And what a story. You know I'm a sucker for a messy shitstorm. And you can tell this wasn't a recent tale, because if you gave that dude a free tank of gas and a couple cartons of smokes now, it would have cost a small fortune. At least 300 bucks, I'd say. But hey, that bouncer would have still earned every penny for cleaning up that mess. Excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com is the email. Send me your true crime confessions, or just a strange personal story. And just like Amber, you too could have your story played on the air. Alright, that's it for now. Oh yeah. Join the Patreon, send me your life savings through PayPal. Follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, blah, 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 blah. Links to all that stuff are located in the show notes. But most importantly, just come meet me back here in 10 days, and I will happily serve you up another hearty helping of soft course scumbaggery. Peace! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.